Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. That was weird. I just heard something. Um, let's see, here we go. We have a caller from the 814. Caller, who are we speaking with? Hey, what's up, Truth? Hey, it's Dorian, a.k.a. the Rome Renegade. <laughs> what's been good, man? Man, how have you been, bro? <laughs> hey, man, I've been, I've been actually amazing. Yo, it's been a long time since I've been in the digital frequencies. Um, I took a hiatus. I had to take a little digital detox. I think that yeah. there's uh, some, something synchronistic happening right now just for the simple fact that the subject matter that you're discussing on right now um, is something that I had actually experienced um, about a week and a half ago, uh, which I definitely would love to, to talk about that. But first, bro, I, I would like to congratulate you on your release of your book. That's phenomenal. That's, that's amazing, brother. So congrats on that. Yeah, man. Hard work pays off, bro. It took a long time, but uh, yeah, as long as you're consistent, man. Any, you know what I'm saying? All, all things are possible, right? <laughs> that's right. I know you've been grinding, brother. So Thank you. That's, that's amazing. Um, but, yeah, I've been uh, – I took one year. It's been – actually, it's been one year and one week I've taken off uh, from the digital frequencies. So that was uh, – uh, Instagram, uh, I've been off Facebook since 2011, but uh, Instagram, I've been off for a year, <laughs> YouTube, all of that. I've been off um, just really recentering myself, uh, still engaging in my daily practices and whatnot, but just uh, trying to, to be present and, uh, you know, regain uh, connection to, to my true self instead of, uh, you know, my digital self. But I, I, I am going to probably jump back into the digital frequencies and, and get back on to becoming active and everything like that. But uh, I'm currently, um, currently working right now, and I just jumped on. I, first thing that popped up was uh, your podcast, and I was like, oh, yeah, let me, let me jump on. Uh, and I've been <laughs> listening the past few minutes. Uh, with you, you know, talking uh, on the subject matter with, uh, you know, the demonology and everything like that. And uh, most definitely, I, like I said, I had an experience um, that I would like to probably, you know, share with you and, and the tribe and family that's all listening. Yeah, if you want to do it now, or you want to schedule an episode, brother, you just let me know, man. Uh, mo- most definitely. I would love to schedule an episode with you. You know, when we get up, we always dive deep. But, you know, this will just be quick just to kind of, uh, jump on the subject matter of what you're talking about. Um, Go ahead. You know, uh, this was about two weeks ago. Um, you know, I, I do engage in some, some things that maybe some of your, uh, your listeners might not, uh, you know, like or, or would consider demonic. I wouldn't say that, like man. That, we, but... have, we have a, uh, <laughs> we got a, a huge eclectic audience, man. So don't, don't, yeah, don't that, that that's way. what I like. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. Well, I do engage in, you know, reading tarot cards. Um, I read not only for myself, but I read others as well when, when I feel called to do so. Typically, I, I carry 
uh, a deck of tarot cards around. Um, and I also engage in, you know, other types of things like uh, uh, yoga, kundalini, hatha, ashtanga, um, a lot of energy work, breath work, those types of things, which, you know, obviously, you know, get, can get you into altered states of consciousness and open you up uh, and take your consciousness to different places that you engage with other types of energies and entities and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And if you become familiar in those types of realms, you may even become familiar with some of those energies that seem familiar and may even reveal themselves or, or, you know, communicate. Yeah, exactly. So I, two <laughs> weeks ago, I don't know what I had was engaged with or what had invited this particular energy to take over. However, I was sitting on my bed, I was reading, and all of a sudden I felt the hairs like on the back of my neck and, you know, just around my body, I could feel that uh, an electric tingle and I could feel the hairs kind of stick up like there was a higher electricity or static electricity around me. And all of a sudden I had an awareness um, this is something that I couldn't see, but I had an awareness to that something was there. Um, and what started happening is I felt as if it was trying to enter into my body through my anahata, the, the heart chakra. That's where I felt that mm. it was that type of particular energy was trying to enter. Now, like I said, I couldn't see, uh, the, see this physically but I, could, I had the sense of an awareness that that's what was happening. And uh, I was then able to pick up on, just like we could pick up on the voice inside of our head, I could pick up on a different voice that was different than the voices inside of my head. And the voice was saying uh, that it wanted to gain access, that it wanted to get in. And I felt as if it was trying to come in through the Anahata and I was resistant to it because the energy did not feel, it did not feel right. It felt extremely foreign and it felt uh, the only word that I could say or uh, use to describe it is, is it felt evil. And uh, it felt, I felt as if it wanted to enter or, or use my body as a host for nefarious reasons. And so I was resistant to allowing it to come in. And as I gave that resistance, it then started, it, it seemed or felt as if it took my arm and started twisting my arm back and behind me and started twisting my neck o- over to the left side. Mm. And so it was almost like, a, like an attack. And I started sweating. And I started yeah. saying, I, I think I'm being attacked. I think I'm being attacked. And I couldn't, I couldn't relieve the energy. And just for, you know, the simple fact that you're having this type of conversation and whatnot, the only thing that I could think of just for, you know, my biblical knowledge and everything like that from the past yeah. and everything like that, the only thing that I could think of was saying a name. I said, Yadveh Hadveh, and immediately, because I was kind of like laying down on my bed at the time as it was like twisting my, my arm and my neck, I said, Yadveh Hadveh, immediately, I didn't do it. I sat straight up. It was like I forcefully sat straight up and the energy was gone. And it felt as if the the atmosphere or the room, that electricity and whatnot had subsided. So wild Mm. experience that I had there 
Um, but the simple fact that you're talking about those things, I definitely feel that that particular type of an energy or that energetical force was, you know, probably with uh, what I've been experienced too and the different types of states that I, that I go into and whatnot, I would say that that was, I felt as if it was demonic for sure. Wow. Man, I got so many questions, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. This is a full, no, this is a full episode, man. <laughs> oh, um, you already know. <laughs> I mean, what were you doing? What, what, what practices were you doing? Were you doing yoga? Were you chanting? Were you using hallucinogens? Like, what, what, were, you do, what were you doing that kind of engaged that encounter? Well, that's the thing, because I, I don't think that I had um, brought in anything new to my practice. Um, as far as the types of things that I do, um, the, I mean, the practices that I do on the daily Ashtanga yoga, um, I do uh, breath work. And the only thing that I can think of is that uh, maybe the particular type of breath work that I've been doing the past maybe two months, I've kind of switched up my, my breath work or I've gotten deeper into my breath work because, you know, yeah. when you start getting into meditation, you start getting into your spiritual practices and everything like that, um, it's consistency. And the consistency will bring you into deeper states. You know, the, the more that you get used to it, the more that you're able to, to get comfortable in those states, kind of allow the mind to not uh, be cluttered with all different types of chatter and whatnot that will bring you out of, say, a meditative state or, or if you're accessing the ethereal realm, and I would say the only thing that had changed, if I'm really trying to think about it, is maybe just a new or a few different breathing techniques that I had switched up that were allowing me to, you know, forcefully get into those states. Plus, you know, my yoga practice as well as, as excelled as well because I'm about three, three years in uh, of, you know, daily practice and whatnot. So, you know, when I get into meditative states, it doesn't take me a long time now. I can get in fairly quickly. Yeah. I can access, you know, different states and what I would consider the ethereal realm. I can access those pretty quickly. Um, so I, I really can't say, though, what had brought that in or what had brought that on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was just that you had mentioned it, mentioned it as well, you know, where you have different alignments of different times of the year that allow different types of energies to come in, different portals, different types of electromagnetic frequencies, uh, you know, due to the alignment of, you know, the stars or the lights that we see in the sky. So it was definitely a wild experience, but I really can't say I, I can wow. put a finger on what I was doing or what I had done to maybe invoke or invite that type of an energy in. Okay. There's a comment here from um, Noel, and Noel says, um, it, it says, if, if you awaken the light within someone else, you will get attacked. And then they also say that sometimes it has nothing to do with you, but who you influenced. Uh, to and I can, that, that does strike resonance with me because, the simple fact that she said that, you know, brought a lot of visions into my mind uh, in regards to my practices. And, you know, I'm, I'm a conscious coach as well. So I do help uh, many individuals in regards to, you know, spirituality, different types of breath work, uh, self-mastery, 
and um, especially the past, I would say, month and a half or two months, I've brought on a few new clients, and that could very well be. I I never even thought about that. Yeah, I mean, it could it could be so much, man. Uh, again, this is like a whole. You know, this is the cool thing about this podcast. I can't say, yep, it was a demon and they showed up because of you did this. <laughs> right. Podcast, right. We can we can explore it a little bit because you've had beautiful encounters doing these practices and things as well. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I've had yeah. I've had encounters um, that that have helped me. I've had um, I really rarely have encounters or or feelings or types of energies that I would say um, are, negative. are threatening or negative. Yeah. yeah. Typically yeah. Um, I don't, I don't allow myself to be opened up to negative frequencies or what I would consider lower vibrational entities. You know, I keep my body at, in a state of high alkalinity and high pH as well, which, yeah. you know, if, if you're keeping the body in lower states of, of uh, pH, this is leaving your body susceptible. That's right. You know, the lower your vibration, the lower the amount of electricity you have coming in, the more susceptible you are to allowing lower vibrational entities that manifest themselves around death and decay uh, to manifest themselves inside of your body. We've talked about that before, i.e., you know, parasites and and things like that, that definitely, you know, (laughs) you're leaving your body a portal for those energies and entities to come in. Yeah. Um, one of the, one, one of the Kabbalistic understandings is this, like as you ascend into the heavenly realms. Now I know the Bible talks about this from like a, almost like a, a physical or etheric plane that we ascend to, like actually into outer space and in heavens, but spiritually as you're doing the inner work, progressing through these levels, getting better at what you do, that you are, you have to face these different entities um, who are like guarding over different places. I mean, in the scriptures, you would be like uh, showing um, the Israelites moving from one land to the next as they were st- trying to find the promised land. And when they seen the promised land, which was the land flowing with milk, milk and honey, there were giants there. There were enemies there and it looked like they couldn't get through. So the Kabbalistic understanding is that there's different angels that you must face that you must prove yourself uh to to get past to get into these different levels of density and vibrational frequency again like i'm with you i don't really face a lot of the lower level demonic entities anymore because i'm not doing stupid lower level stuff you know right exactly then i would open myself up to those attacks and frequencies but again you know the more people that we help some of these entities get mad because you're yeah, helping me, sure. you're helping. So you could you you could have been visited by a spirit or an entity that you removed off of someone else, just trying to scare you. They can't really do Most anything definitely. to you. They can just kind of scare you. Um, even though it was a different energy and stuff like that, it could scare you. I've had beautiful euphoric encounters with God or the Holy Spirit, to where like I was contorting and doing some of that kind of stuff was violently shaking, but it was the energy through my body and your body reacts to it a certain type of way, but it felt good. So just because there's like jerking and twitching and stuff like that, was that the first time you've ever had that? Or have you ever had that 
beautiful energy, the pranayama, the Holy Spirit pulsating through your body to where you're shaking or crying and, and jerking and things like that. Oh, most definitely. You know, um, pretty much uh, anytime that you're deep I into the yoga, really, man. You're, you're like really advanced <laughs> into what you do. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, yeah, I would say anytime that I've really had any type of an, an encounter or anything that I would perceive as an encounter, um, there's always some sort of uh, shaking or, you know, sweating and everything like that coming back out of it, even if coming out of it was within um within a second you know within a second here third dimensionally um but there you know uh etherically that there's no time um but that time could be perceived based upon you know what the interaction was or what you've received as, as downloads and everything like that you know it could it could seem very long it could seem like years you know i've had an experience that i can honestly say i was there for what i perceived as you know, over a thousand years, but um, here in the third dimension, that was, you know, within a hundredth of a second long. Um, but always, anytime that I've ever had any type of an encounter, whether it, even if it's, uh, you know, positive and just a beautiful type of uh, experience or just being around that type of a frequency, come back out either, you know, shaking um, you know, it seems like I have a lot of electricity riding through my body, sometimes just uh, an extreme amount of sweat. Uh, and that amount of sweat is like, is beyond profusely sweating. It's almost as if I literally had jumped into a pool and then, you know, uh, it, it's drenched. Um, but yeah, even if the, it's positive, I still experience, you know, those types of things. But I've never experienced it where it was like violent, um, where I felt that my body was contorting in a way that like if I allowed it to continue, right? something's going to break. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I've, 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 heard literally... of, I've heard of some oh, of those Kundalini experiences that are just like people like got put in a hospital and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like spontaneous awakening that like, now I, I felt energy and vibration and shake and contort, but not like that. Like not, I've never had like the, the there's some crazy stuff. Like people like doing just ungodly back bends and neck. neck <laughs> right. It's of called the, uh, catalepsy. Touching their back. Yeah. It's called catalepsy. Yeah. And uh, that was the first time that I had, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I could consider what had happened, uh, me being in a state of catalepsy, but it was definitely um, enough that I couldn't, or in my awareness, in my consciousness, I couldn't fight uh, where, how it was contorting me. I couldn't correct it. It was overpowering me. And it, if it would have continued, uh, my shoulder, my wrist, and my neck would have been broken because it got it was it was happening pretty quickly but it got to that point where i didn't know any what else to do or anything else how i I was overpowering me so you know the only thing that i knew was you know to say the name (laughs) and um yeah i've never really done that before you know just said that the name out loud you know that that young ones would say yahweh but you know the the true tongue of it is yadveh hadveh and as soon as i Mm -hmm. said that i kid you not it 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 left and vanished immediately and i sat right up 
Um, I'm not I'm not out here being like, oh, you know, praises to Jesus or anything like that in regards to that. But, you know, <laughs> I have known. <laughs> because I don't know. I really you don't know. You should explore more, dude. You should explore <laughs> oh, more. Oh, definitely. You should start you know, with that. Really <laughs> you should start with that chant. Bro, you can yeah. chant that. You can chant that name and chant and just tap into that beautiful vibration, man. Because like it's yeah. you know it's the highest spot, highest form of love, dude. You know what I'm saying? And really start it with that, dude. You should try it. It's so it's so good. It's so beautiful, man. Yeah, most definitely. And you know there there's definitely um, a certain vibrational tone to that particular name, and there's a reason why. That Especially name with is, the heart. Especially with yeah. Yeah, the heart, exactly. heart space, yeah. Yep, and when, you know, yeah, when you're doing bro. particular types of chants, mantras, prayers, hymns, anything like that, you know, what, the way that you're supposed to do it is you're supposed to be doing that in a meditative state from the Anahata, from the heart chakra, because yeah. your heart is, yeah. that chakra is the one that creates the vibr- vibratory tone throughout your whole body. That's the the catalyst to your auric field is your heart. That's what's creating your vibration. And so when you're, you know, in that, a meditative state, meaning you're able to manipulate or change uh, the frequency or your frequency output, um, and you're able to do that, you have dominion over your own body that you know how to go within and just the same as flexing your muscles on the outside, flexing your biceps and everything like that. We, we all see everybody on the social media being able to do all that perfectly, but (laughs) a lot of people don't know how to deflect the muscles and the endocrine systems on the insides, which the endocrine systems are the chakra systems. Um, And those are the glands that are responsible for releasing electromagnetic fluid through the body. And, you know, when you're flexing your heart properly, you're able to change your vibratory tone and, and, when you're saying hymns with that as well, you're now bringing in the sixth chakra, your throat chakra, you know, and ultimately trying to gain seventh chakra activation to, to ignite your antenna to to jump into the ethereal realm. Yeah. So Man, it was definitely. Dude, I'm going to get you back uh, on the podcast, bro. Me. Oh, most definitely. I'm going to reach out to you um, because I would definitely love to jump on with you, man. Just, explore some subjects you know dive deep with you i think that uh we always have good subject matter to, to jump on and you know that your fans and and the tribe it definitely you know resonates with a lot of people for sure i had a lot of people always reaching out to me after but since the last show i was on with oh, you yeah. as well so we definitely need to oh, do yeah. that for sure yeah man hey do you remember the band emory yes <laughs> oh yeah they're 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 doing a uh, um, a reunion uh, from the first album. They're coming to Pensacola. I'm gonna go see them oh, yeah? in Hawthorne Heights. And I thought of you, uh, man, because I know you're you know, old, old school, <laughs> hardcore. You know. Yeah, that's like the emo uh, core days. But hey, I'm still about it. Yeah. Uh, when when is Heck, that? Yeah. It's in Pensacola. It's that's gonna be um, February. It's in no January like 16th or something like that. Middle of January. Okay. I'm going to take a look because if I can, I'll definitely try to, to to make the trip over there, man, and link up with you in person, you know? That would be awesome. be awesome, man, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Good hey, to hear from you, wanna, my brother. Uh, yeah, man, I don't want to take up too much of your show, man. I just want to give massive respects to you. Um, 
congratulations on, on releasing the book. I'm actually going to pick it up as well. Um, so I'll probably end up purchasing this here in a little, your book in a little bit. Um, so dude, I'm so pumped for you and I can't wait. Um, let's connect and, uh, we'll set something up so that we could have a proper show and, and just go in. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk off the air too, man. Get up with me. Yes, most definitely. We'll do. All right, brother. Good to hear from you. All right, brother. Yes, most definitely. Shalom, peace. Dorian Realm Renegade. We did a, a really um, awesome show back in the day. If you guys uh, browse the archives, you can check it out. Got a, got a lot of callers here lined up. Open up the phone lines and see what's going on. So people are saying they're having problems calling in. Um, again, the number is 605-562-0444. The show ID is 78643. And then um, I think it asks for a pin. The pin doesn't really matter, but the show ID is 78643. So let's see. Got a bunch of uh, questions and comments going on right here in the chat, too. Shout out to everybody holding us down. Amanda says she's on the line. Um, who else we got on the line? We got uh, my brother uh, Martin's on the line. I don't know the order. It doesn't show the order, but I'm going to try to jump to some of these other callers here. We got a uh, – let's see here. How do I unmute you? Caller from the 206, is it? 206, who are we speaking with? Hello, hello. Hello. What's up, man? I know who this is by the voice. Hello, truth to you guys. Richie, how are you today? What's going on, man? How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I'm interested by your topic, and I'm grateful that you're choosing to unpack this information today. So thank you. Oh, for sure, man. Would you have anything to add to it or any questions about it? Uh, hold on, actually. I'm going to see if I can try to make sense. I'm going to go backwards from the previous caller because the person who you were just speaking with had some really cool insights that I think would be neat to touch on. Um, I think that beliefs should remain flexible rather than people flexing their beliefs. Because I've hmm. interacted with a lot of people in occult or spiritual circles, even like in Christian or Gnostic circles that say this is their belief and they're very firm. And they're not being like a slinky, like flexible. They're not learning to see things from other vantage points and entertaining the fact that maybe they don't already have the whole truth. Yeah. So to Agreed. me, that kind of flexibility is often connected when people are flexible inside of their mind in something. They can not want to be flexible in their beliefs. And if you help somebody become flexible, you might somehow inherit their tension, if that connects a dot. Hmm. Yeah, I think that that's what um, – I think that you've properly described this podcast. Dang. Word. I appreciate it. I'd say that – <laughs> Being flexible. Right, open right. And, and, and being able to look into anything, still having your own beliefs, right? Having your own kind of foundation, but being open to look into other realms, right? Truth, truth. And also the perspective of occupying that narrative with integrity. Like, you know your beliefs, but you can like be a person of integrity when you're listening to somebody else's beliefs and not immediately shoot them down and say that their beliefs are wrong or insist that they must conform to yours. And I think from a lot of the guests that yeah. you've had, it's allowed me to... Um, like not insulate, but like expand my perception because I would have never thought to wonder what the mom from ET is up to, but now I know. Like, there's a whole bunch of different <laughs> opportunities right, that you've made, and I think so it's really great that you're continuing to create such a solid platform for that, including the text that you wrote. So it's a wonderful book. I'm about halfway through it right now, and I'll just keep diving forward with a couple more notes if that's cool. Heck yeah, man. Uh, the so the name and the vibration. I know that goes super deep. 
I haven't found any mystery system that doesn't acknowledge the sound having some kind of magical or mythical energy. So when I think about using sacred names, I kind of think about it like we're using our own sacred nickname. So when people are making a prayer, does that make sense? They're kind of calling a, a higher form of self that has this name, but we're still all connected in that sort of consciousness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, what, and what's revealed to you? Like you can't call on something that's not revealed to you, right? You, so, the, so there's an idea that goes along with that name too, right? True, true, definitely. And that, that'd be that really smoothly segues into the idea of levels of belief because there's a level of belief where people think names don't mean anything. And then as you sort of expand your beliefs, you see that names, maybe those are important, you know? Uh, yeah, their vibrations and their characters, you know, they're, uh, so they're, they're oh. highly important. Like I kind of, like I like unknowingly grew into my name. You know what I'm saying? Like even the name Truth Seeker, like grew into it for real. I just thought it was one thing and just embodied it. And because I would, sign autographs with that i would introduce myself by that name and then you know your name is your character and you become the truth seeker the you know what i'm saying and so whatever you call in it, it's not it's not what other people call you it's what, what you respond to you know what i'm saying and that's the name and the character and the vibration that you walk in and you find that in others and whether it comes in the form of deities there's aspects i mean the whole thing with where he was talking about the sacred name of god Yod hey vod hey. There's different ways to pronounce it. Like even that is broken off into seventy names or many other different names, right? The seventy-two names of God, um, and there's different like characteristics of that name, and there's there's so many characteristics of the name of God, but then so many characteristics of our name and who we are. And this aspect, you you may know me as the truth seeker. You don't know me as the lover. You don't know me as the father, right? And it's just different ways that we encounter God that, that same way, we, or, or, or whatever we call God, right? We know him as, again, the father. We know him as the mother. We know him as the Jehovah Jireh, the provider, whatever. There's these different aspects. And some people, whether it's through research and then gnosis of practical experiences, experiences you know him or it, whatever, I, I just say him for me, uh, in, in deeper levels that, that other people aren't privy to because they've never experienced that. Right. It's almost as though there's an opportunity to get to know that greater force through its works. In a more intimate way, again, going back to Jesus with his disciples, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. You only know me as in passing. You only know me because you see me on the Internet. You know what I'm saying? You don't know this side of me or whatever. And the same thing with God and with people and relationships and religion and all of this stuff. I think we should approach it all. That's that openness of, uh, in the, in the exploration, like how arrogant is it to think that we have God figured out? Like, you know, we have it all figured out. We only know this one aspect of this one, like perspective of, of what we call God or spirituality, right? True, true. And I see that there's a level of respect that's brought in because if you're respecting yourself enough to know that you may not know something, all new information you're going to treat with that modicum of respect. Like that's a standard. Yep. But if you don't have that level of yep. respect for not only your beliefs but other people around you, it may be hard to deliver that externally. Uh, I realized something like I personally found an instance where it was wise for me in a narrative to accept the term guru as a useful term. And I use this thing called the grandmother rule. I don't know if you've heard about it. But, I don't uh, think so. The grand, 
the grandmother rule for gurus is that a guru is like a grandmother. Just because they're their guru doesn't mean they're my guru. So to me, the grandmother okay. rule is just because somebody's one's grandmother doesn't mean that they're your grandmother. I mean, you still want to treat all elders and grandparents well, but if someone is giving you really strict and specific instructions that you don't agree with, it's important to kind of trace that source and make sure it's coming from who you want to be listening to rather than just somebody who kind of appears like who you should be listening to. Yeah. That was one of the things that really I heard early on, um, like in the early 2000s working with uh, prison inmates who were really big into Islam and the five percenters, is they would say that they res- it was like one of their tenets to respect every holy man and to respect Jesus and to respect Moses and these other teachers who are now they don't necessarily follow them or agree with them or anything like that, but they respected them. There was a level of respect that they had for all of these different teachers and holy men. Right. And so that, that, that was the first time I heard something, something like that. Cause like in most religions, they, they, there's a form of disrespect there, right? Respect. There's a form of, of, of disrespect because their way is the only way and Jesus is the only way. So anybody who compares to him on a level or who claims to be a teacher or a holy man, then they're, you know, they're trying to steal his light or steal his glory and some uh, being some type of, of, of guru. But essentially, in a sense, even Jesus raised up other gurus under himself, right? Totally. It would be a recognition and an identification, in my mind, of the purity of message. Like, if you are truly a person of faith, you understand that other people of faith, they're, like, in the same lane as you. They might not be taking all the same turns and, like, making all the same adjustments, but they're still from the cohesive understanding that there's more to life than this critter that we have. Like, our ten fingers and ten toes aren't where our world stops. Yeah. I always so uh, always joke around with Illuminati Congo, John Hooks, and I'm like, man, you're my guru, bro. Everybody check out my guru, John Hooks. And he's like, brother, in order for me to be your guru, you have to be my guru guru as well. I'm just like, salute, man. Naga, totally. That's super rad, very sweet. I always love when you are collaborating with his specific works because I think you're both approaching it from separate sides of the circular table, and it's really wonderful to hear that musical expression. Man, I, I, my gratitude for that dude is, uh, like, out the window, man, out the roof. Like, he's super to me. I love that guy. Sure, for sure. Bless, bless, bless. I wanted to throw in one more idea, just something that can be jotted down maybe for further um, inquiry. But I don't know if you've heard the term sure. Angelian. Hmm. Not by that pronunciation. For sure, for sure. It's propagated right now by this dude named Pierre Sabac. So... Pierre Sabak writes a lot about like holographic reality, and I've checked out a few of his works lately. Angelian would be a fusion between the term angel and alien into one thing. Hmm. So it's, it's a pretty solid direction. There's a, a project called Secret Energy and a guy named Seven Bomar that does a lot of podcasts and a lot of information, and this is one of the texts that I've discerned out of it. came up in conversation about Jordan Maxwell the other day, so I wanted to make sure to throw that on your table. But again, many thanks for taking the time to not only put the pen to the paper and make the text and book happen, but also to do the continuous broadcast and keep the Patreon alive. Much love. Bless, bless. Sure, man. Thank you for all the support, brother. Uh, Hopefully I'll see you tonight, man. School of the Mystics, 7 p.m. Central. Ooh, I'll keep it tuned in. Take care. Shalom. For sure, brother. Shalom, shalom. Peace. Richie, good brother. 
Man, that's interesting. The combination of an angel and an alien, right? One in the same. Same breath. I think so. Uh, another caller here. We're going to jump to the 918 area code. Caller, who are we speaking with? Hey, hey, it's Amanda from the 918. What up? How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. You got anything to add or questions or anything with this conversation? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed, was it Dorian? Did I get that right? The guy before the last one? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Realm yep. Renegade, Dorian. I got an episode with him that went really deep. You should check it out. I'll share it with you. Oh, I love it. You guys definitely showed some points that was stirring inside of me. And so I'm going to reference your book here um, on page 50. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> no, no, it's a scripture. And then I had a question for you. Um, you were talking about the right. angels, spirits, and demons, and the fallen angels. And you quoted Jude one fifteen and Second Peter two four through five. Um, specifically, um, Jude one fifteen and Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord come with ten thousand of saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. And then referencing Second um, Peter 2, 4 through 5, for if God spared not the angels that sinned that cast them down to hell and delivered them unto chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment and spared not the old world but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. So my question here is, um, been running with a lot of trains of thought from different mystics and stuff, that we are in that time where if you say, here I am, Lord, that he'll send you out to, to judge these, these entities that are tormenting areas or people, and you're a part of the judgment. I was curious your take on, are we in that time? Do you believe that, or is that a time to come? Hmm, that's a very interesting question. Um, I think a lot of that, when, when we get into um, um, where we are on a biblical timeline, I think mm-hmm. that a lot of that, as far as like prophetically, has already happened. Uh, Matthew 24, all, all, I believe the majority, if not all of it, has already happened um, with a lot of that stuff. And then going into the judging of the angels, um, I'm, I'm with those mystics. I'm with what, what you're saying. Uh, maybe there's a, a greater degree that, that's going to come. Maybe this is going to shift and be a little bit more um, ethereal. You know, this place where, where there, there is no more death, maybe where the new Jerusalem comes down. Maybe that's when we cross the great divide. Maybe yes. that's when we pass in, into the next life, that there's this whole realm or just this level of ascension uh, determining uh, like earth being the school. And then it's determined where you go. If you're a teacher from beyond the grave, we know the great cloud of witnesses. You know, I cover that in the book. And um, and some of these mystics and um, uh, people who teach from beyond the grave, even in the Bible, right? We Jesus was learning from um, Moses and Elijah that, that appeared to him at, in the Mount of Transfiguration. And then other mystics now, Christian mystics, were saying they're meeting with their elders who, you know, they served in ministry 20 years ago who have now passed on who are appearing to them 
from beyond the grave, right? So maybe there's this pecking order or this sortation, if you will. Some people believe that you're reincarnated back into the earth, or I don't necessarily agree with that or believe it. But, um, you know, I think, I think that there's more to come. But the spiritual aspect to um, all of these, these ideas in Revelation, how, it's all encoded. It's encoded, right. and I do think that we're living, uh, 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 we're, we're living out a lot of that stuff. And it's, we think about this thousand years of peace and all of this uh, thousand, like just to find out where we are or at least how it relates to us now, right? Because a lot right. of that stuff has been fulfilled, and most, most people aren't living in the reality. They're still looking for it to come. And if you're, continuing, if you're continuing to look for something to come, you're not in the present moment experiencing it, activated in it, and walking in it now because you're looking for it to come. You know, Jesus right. is going to come back one day, so therefore we can't live our life like he's already come and sitting upon the thrones of our heart, right? And, uh, and created a new person within us and, and um, you know, giving us the light through the Holy Spirit. But I think by proxy, we're going to, uh, to do a lot of those things, even, whether it's consciously or subconscious. So the people who don't even believe it are doing it. They're judging angels. They're going into territories because they are that light which shines in the darkness, right? No matter where you go, if you're shining that light, that darkness trembles, darkness flees. Throughout your conversation, demons and chains and strongholds are being judged, bound and loose, no matter where you go. So whether you believe in it or not, there is definitely some level to it where this whole song and dance that's going on and we don't even know it, right? We're, we're judging the angels by our conversation. Now there's just going to be different levels to it. If you're conscious of it, if you come here, like, and it gets weird. It gets into some weird stuff. Like, Hey, we're going to come here. We're going to pray down the principality over the white house. And you know, many, many yeah. people have been a part of things and, and continue to do those things. Do I think that it works? It has. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't think it has. Well, I think like that's going a, to that's the, a great, I mean, there's, mm-hmm. go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just thinking like, well, you, you, a beautiful point. You said the conscious and the subconscious of people has already been taken care of, but, um, if you have a bunch of people that believe the same subconscious fallen reality that creates a larger stronghold in the land, do you think that's what they mean when they say we're going to go here and pray against this when really it's just dealing with the conscious and subconscious of people in the area? Yeah, and it, but, but it's a little bit more than just praying, though. Like, you have right. to plant no, yourself right. there. Right. Yeah, it's right. not just, hey, we're going to drive to New Orleans, we're going to pray against all these witches out here and change the, change the vibration. It don't work like that. Like, uh, like the prayer and the fasting and the communion and speaking and out, it's part of it. But there, there, there's, so there's people really doing that right now. Again, even with the New Orleans thing, there's a, there's a revival happening right now on Bourbon Street. There's a guy who started a church in an old bar on Bourbon Street and, pe- and people are walking in off the streets and they're worshiping the Lord and they're, they're, they've planted themselves there. They didn't just pass through on a vacation and, and pray and, and then leave, right? So, they're the, so with them being there, they're going to impact the vibration of, of that city one soul at a time, one person at a time. And they may not knock it out themselves. They not, it may not be, but then they may. Who knows? But yeah, I think it's more than just we're going to try, we're going to fly, even like I said, again, people flying over New Orleans. Let's fly over New Orleans in an airplane. We're closer to the heavens. We're contending with spirits and we're just going to bless it. I'm, I just bless everything I pass over. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
it's kind of it kind of goes into what like uh, in the book of James where it talks about faith and showing you my faith by my works. Like I can bless mm-hmm. you and say, hey man, hope everything goes good for you. Or I can stop. I can be the good Samaritan, get off of my horse, spend my money, get down there, and really do life with you. And that's where we're going right. to see the most change. This spiritual stuff is practical. It's spiritual. It's esoteric. It's far out. But it's super practical at the end of the day. I super love it, Derek. Can you reflect that really well in your book? And so I just want to thank you for, for writing it out and opening up your heart and, and what you're doing to whomever and navigating with people. It's a blessing. Hey, thank you so much for the support, Amanda, and you just being you and showing up and doing what you do. You're awesome, too. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'll see you later. All right, my friend. Bye-bye. Amanda, extraterrestrial. Good friend. Um, caller from the 702, who we speaking with? Hey, it's Dale. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Um, we were talking earlier about um, the whole demonology and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to think about what their end goal is. If you if you kind of start with the end in mind, um, you you start to kind of see what you you see things differently when you when you think okay like what's the ultimate goal here, and what their ultimate goal is is encouraging despair. So any kind of pain or despair, um, when you're talking about demons and addiction in particular, and you think about how. It's like an epidemic, um, addictions, mental illness, it's, it's epidemic levels. Um, yeah. And that's driving, you know, the homeless problem and, and breaking up of families and, you know, just on and on. And that's, that's a despair. And that's what they're, that's what they're trying to get at is, is encouraging that despair. Yeah, that's what you're left with. I mean, um, what does the scripture says? Uh, what is it where, where where hope abounds, right? So hope is going to be be the opposite of despair, and so they yep. can't really coexist, right? These the demons and the darkness and these negative influences yep. which brings about despair in the end. So you're absolutely right. Yep. Now there's a guy named Jerry. I've been there. <laughs> oh well, yeah. There's a guy named Jerry Marzinski who was a clinical psychologist um, his whole career, and he. Um, really started to question things and he wasn't a guy that was you know particularly spiritual or particularly religious and his work in you know the really big psych hospitals like 60s 70s 80s um, when those really big psych hospitals were still in operation Um, and you know you weren't if you were schizophrenic if you if you know if you were a certain type of schizophrenic and you were bad enough you weren't out loose or you weren't at home or you weren't homeless because you were in one of those big psych hospitals. It wasn't necessarily a nice place to be, but that's where you were. Um, And he started, you know, really noticing things and questioning things. And he came to the conclusion that um, a lot of what we understand or some of what we understand as mental illness is some sort of demonic influence. And he'd be a really interesting guy to talk to if you ever um, get curious about him. He's been on different uh, YouTube channels. Jerry Marzinski, or Dr. Jerry Marzinski, 
um, Freeman Fly had him. A couple of other shows have had him. Okay. And, you know, you listen to him talk and you go, wow, like it, it really opens things up. And I've seen it in my own home um, when my husband was struggling with, uh, with alcoholism. And yeah. he wasn't the same person. He was not the same person. Um, so, I mean, it, it really kind of changed my view of a couple things as well. And, um, yeah. you know, we talked about David Icke really briefly one time. So I popped into School of the Mystics. Like, I'm usually working on Thursdays. I popped into School of the Mystics and we talked about David Icke for a second and how he's shifted from, you know, the Archons and the Reptilians. And he's now he's talking about Sabatini yeah. and Frankus. But, I mean, it's the same goal of you know, trying to get to that despair. So anything they can do, anything they can do to break up your peace of mind, your happiness, your um, peace, your wellness, mm-hmm. um, on all levels, your food, your, um, you know, everything yep. that... Because uh, all of it comes into play, everything right? Everything they with, can do. With, yeah, with your psyche. Like, again, you just said food. Like, you know, all of that stuff comes into play with how we feel and how you know, we're going to feel today or how we perform and how we feel spiritually, you know, eating all this bad food, but then wanting to be optimal, you know what I'm saying? Spiritually or physically, you're not going to have the strength and bigger. You're not going to be able to have the mental clarity. All of that stuff comes into play. And so, I mean, I've seen it in in, in my own life. And then uh, the group that I used to follow, uh, some teachers of mine, um, they would be out on the streets and they would be street preaching and they would deal with a lot of what we would call demons, but it was coming through mentally ill people who would just lash mm-hmm. out and, and scream and stuff. But it's, it's like, it's the end goal. They want you to be like, they want to live in your mind. They want to live in your psyche. And that's the, that's the craziest thing that, that people need to understand that it's a, um, what do you call it? Um, it's a, it's a spiritual stronghold as deep, as deep and creepy and as demonic as these entities may seem or be physical entities that lived in outer space or had physical bodies or whatever, like they want to live in your psyche or they want to live in your body, uh, as a disease, a dis-ease of the body, right? Um, putting you out of alignment. I remember when I was dealing with strong, uh, demonic possession and one of the scariest things was like this, I had this, it only lasted maybe two or three days, but it was very scary. But I had this weird um, battle with hypochondria when I was really deep into it and possessed with demons and stuff. They made me think that everything, every ailment, every sickness that I heard or seen on TV that someone had, I immediately believed 100% that I had that whether it was brain okay. cancer, I remember testicular cancer, all of these crazy ailments, I, I overwhelmingly believed that I had them. And it, it was so much so that it was demonic. Like it was scary. It was fear. It was crippling. It was, I was going to die. And anytime someone mentioned something, it was like this transference into my psyche that I had it. And it was only two or three days where that happened, but it was very scary. And I was, I, I was, lo- I was going insane. And that's when I understood I needed help. Like, Cause I'm almost there. Like they've almost, I'm almost at the point of no return. So when I called out for help and, you know, called out to God and tried to call some preachers to come pray with me. Um, but they, they want to get you in, in this state of um, where, where you can't function. They want to think for you. They need a body. They need a host because they have desires, they have things and they need a, a body to do it. And some people play with these entities 
and want to open up themselves to, you know, pe- people open up themselves unknowingly, but some people like want to do it knowingly and just like, but I'm telling you, you're, it's never worth it in the end. And that's one thing that I say throughout the entire book, like the, the, the state of that person, again, going back to what Jesus said, he says, the state of that person is worse than before. Once they leave and you close that door, keep it closed because seven stronger are coming back. Like, and he says that person is, whose estate is, is worse off than before. So much so that I'm like, when we're talking about these addictions and stuff, if you're not going to help them and you're not going to disciple them, maybe leave them in their addiction. Like you really got to do the work. You don't just pass by and pray. Like you got to, man, you got to have a community. You got to have a, a safety place. And there's a lot of them out there and they're all not, I mean, there's so many different names of, of different places where people can get involved and grow and learn. But uh, it, it, it really is a, a spiritual battle that we have to uh, walk out. And it's not just pray for that person and it's done and we just keep walking. I've, I've came at no, some of my no, evangelist exactly. friends who show up in, yeah, they, they show up in the middle of, uh, you, you know, the, the hood and the ghetto and there's heroin addicts and crack addicts and junkies walking down the street and they come and get prayed for, receive healing and all kind of stuff. And they leave out, but they don't train them up. They don't like have people in place. That's going to bring them to church, if you will, or, 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 or see to it that these people, you know, get help. And it says the worst, the, the state of the, that person is worse than before. And it, it's a crazy example of how that stuff really it's, happens. It's got to be in balance. Like you can get lost in the spiritual stuff uh, for sure. Um, but it's it's got to be in balance. Like I said, you know, like you, you got to have your, um, you got to have your medical care. You got to have your, your good digestion and your good nutrition and you got to get some sunshine and some exercise and you need some sort of a purpose you need to be working you need the spiritual side it's like it's all got to be in balance um and you know when we're talking about say one person goes down with this like one person gives in um and has given themselves over um now their job they're almost like a meat puppet now and um now they're um they're another uh, how can I put it? They're basically another soldier that can be used now to influence. So, you know, you get a family grouping, say, of like a family of five, you know, mom, dad, three kids. And one goes down with addiction or criminality or, or mental illness or whatever. Now that puts a wedge in the family. So now you don't have one victim, you've got five. And then whoever's affected, you know, like, Mom goes into work, she's extremely depressed, whatever. Now, it's a, it's a, almost like a virus. It's like a contagion. But you don't want to go to the other extreme with it of it's just all spiritual or it's just all physical or it's just all yeah. medical or it's just all it mental. It's, it's got to be an, like a full spectrum. And when you think of how they send people to rehab and the, you know, like the success rates, of a traditional rehab for addictions. It's just so, it's just so low. It's so, it's, it's pitiful. It's sad. And you wonder why it's like, okay, well, there's a full spectrum of different kinds of rehab center you can send them to. And, you know, one will focus on yoga and one will focus on this and one will focus on that. And it's, it's, that's great. But when are we going to focus on the whole person? 
like the whole soul. Yeah, the, I mean, we, I think we, the, yeah, the, the podcast that we did the other day, I think we really tackled this subject of the different modalities for healing and, and they all work. Like all of that, the ones that you just mentioned, they all work. If yep. you're willing to work it, you know, and, and, and even with AA, you know, AA being a rehab, they say it works if you work the, the steps work, if you work the steps, that's their thing. And, uh, and, and so you find out with a lot of these rehabs, people are there because they have to be there. Like they didn't choose to go to these 12 steps. I interviewed a guy a couple months, two years ago now, he, he went to 16, 17 different rehabs. And on the 16th one, it worked, you know, it took 16 before it finally kicked in, you know, and, uh, but yeah, they, all of them work if you want them, if you want it to work. It could be church, it could be religion, it could be kundalini yoga, like it can be any type of practice that uh, helps you to be, become mindful, to appreciate life, to work through forgiveness and all of those kind of things. They all work if, if, you, uh, if you work them. If you don't mind me asking, what was it that, that ended up working for your husband? Uh-oh, I think I lost her. Again, they all work. If you, if you work them, the, uh, I, we went into a lot of detail in, in this past uh, podcast, but the universe is set up in such a way that you find what you're looking for. I got another guy, a good friend of mine in my inbox right now. Um, he sent me this video of this guy exposing an, an exposed video on Lauren Daigle, the Christian singer. And it's just long. It's about 30 minutes. I did not. I watched two. I watched like two minutes of it and said, okay, this is enough. Because uh, I know what it is. But the guy was exposing um, Lauren Daigle and saying that she wasn't a Christian and she doesn't know her Bible and she's not against homosexuality. And just I had all of these accusations against her why she isn't a Christian art, artist and, and, and isn't even a Christian. And my friend watched the video and he's like, Hey, what do you, what do you think about this, man? I said, I, you know, I, cause he kn- knew me. I was like, you know, I used to make videos like that. I used to expose people and point out people's flaws and failures. Yeah. She probably don't know the Bible like this guy. She's probably not a biblical theologian, right? She probably doesn't know like everything that this guy knows. Right. But it's the fact that the, the fact that this guy would make a video and expose her, um, uh, downfall or, or her flaws or whatever the case is and make a video exposing it. That's what I'm more concerned with. I'm not concerned about her lack of faith or her judgment and whatever. I'm, I'm, my concern is with why is this guy making a video um, kicking someone when they're down or trying to put them down and showing you why they aren't Christian and stay away from it. Don't listen to her music. That's the, the thing I'm into. I wanted to get to the psychology behind that because something triggers him. So I told my friends, so look, I don't, I don't want to watch it just because, I, you know, I used to do that and things and read her lyrics. And she's got all these lyrics about how beautiful Jesus is and fix your eyes upon the beauty of Christ. And I said, man, read these lyrics and you can't be a Christian and or not be a Christian and, and sing that. You know what I'm saying? So you find what you're looking for. If you're looking for the flaws, again, we have people who tune in and out of my podcast. They just jump in from random points and times and they just they look in the background and they see Pokemon or video games, or I think I have a, a wine, wine bottles behind me. I have the Caduceus wine bottle from uh, the tool lead singer, James Maynard Keenan. And my wife got that bottle of wine for me for 
Valentine's and surprised me one year. And, and so, you know, and people will see that like, oh, he's got a bottle of wine. And there's some people, if you, if people are watching this on, on YouTube and the video, you see, I have these uh, little, this overlay and it's like these little um, uh, honeycomb. And for them in their psyche, that for some reason, the honeycomb represents something satanic. Like they'll leave comments and say that I'm an Illuminati puppet because I have symbolism all over my page or, and they're talking about this honeycomb, whether it means the hive mind or I don't, some bees and honeycombs and octagons and things like that. uh, Hexagons, uh, hexagrams, they're all symbolic and, and have deeper meaning but you find what you're looking for. You find what you're looking for. And and that goes back to the healing part. That goes back to whatever religion. I believe you can find God in any of these religions. Just like you can go and find other things in those religions too. You can find fallacies. You can probably find child molestation. You can find heresies in all of them. Every single one, the Christian, the Hindu, the Muslim, they all got crazy stuff. You just don't know it. It looked, you, you're an outsider, but you can't see these things. But if you're looking for it, you can find it, the signs and the symbols and stuff. And I go into a lot of detail on a lot of this stuff in, in the book even. Um, I talk about signs and symbols. Every section in this book could have been a book in and of itself. Like I'm talking about the duality and the different types of signs and symbols and you may see something, but I see something else. This means something else to me. You know, the sign of the cross, um, the upside-down cross, the Baphomet, the pentagram, the upside-down pentagram. Like, it means different things to different people. And unless you've done the research and the study, you're an outsider. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be something totally different to you. You're not going to get it. So there's a beauty in symbolism. Therefore, people would say, well, let's don't use any symbolism because it's going to confuse people and things like that. Like, it's so funny, man. I was doing a, um, I did a shirt for, for Mars. I know a lot of you guys know the, the rapper Mars who used to rap with Insane Clown Posse, but I did an uh, interview with him and I was working on some t-shirt designs for him. And um, he was on this big thing, like, like exposing the demonic and all kind of stuff like that. And, uh, um, he sent me a shirt design and it was a cross with a crown in it. And, uh, and there's a lot of churches with that cross and crown. I was like, like, I don't care, but I just want you to know this is a Masonic symbol. The cross and crown is a Masonic symbol. The the crown with the cross going, he's like, and he did the research. He's like, I don't want to know my shirt. <laughs> when it comes to symbolism, like the more you look, look into it, the more you look at it, everything has a scientist there's nothing new under the sun even we try to make something up we find out that it was used by a sun cult seven thousand years ago or so you know what i'm saying like you know my, my ts logo there's people who watch the podcast they tune in they see the ts for true seeker on the microphone here and uh and it, it does and it's supposed to represent the the staff of Moses with the serpent around it or the caduceus, right? And the symbolism, it represents healing. It represents wisdom. It represents uh, the re- release of, of, of sacred energy, uh, aligning up the spine and um, awakening. It represents the path of awakening. It represents so much, but people will tune in and they'll see that one thing and they're out. I went into a lot of, I went into a long rant 
and I hope I didn't, I think I might have even offended some people uh, Tuesday, uh, was it Tuesday, talking about how some people come walk with you only a, a little ways. It, it's the path of the mystic. It's the path of the light worker. They're not going to be with you always. And you have, you have to be open for that. You can't get offended. You can't get mad when people come and they're only there. I mean, you think they're going to, they're going to be in there for a while. I mean, you get, you got to learn. I mean, it's, it's everyone, like, if you're on this path, it's, it's one of the tests. I don't know what grade it is in this school. It might be third grade. I don't know. But you'll be on this path where we call the, the, the dark night of the soul. And it's, it's a, can, be, can be a lonely walk for a lot of people. So just get ready. And I, and I want to apologize if anybody got offended for me saying that. I know when I speak about things openly, everyone thinks it's about them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and But that's just coming with the information. I know I, I talked about the book, but all of these things we're talking about are polarizing. And if you don't take a hard left or you don't take a hard right, um, you go down the middle, you're going to part people. But I'm with those people. I'm with the ones who, who want to see the beauty. I'm, I'm with the ones who want to see God in all things, see the beauty in all, even the demonic. I want to see the demonic in all things. I want to see the bad stuff. What, you know what I'm saying? Like the devil's advocate, like what could go wrong if we do this? What could people say? What could people see? There's beauty in that, in the story, in the symbolism. Um, Chris Garner says, Joseph Campbell um, man, just trying to jump on to some of these questions here. Again, the phone lines are open, uh, coming towards almost the end of the show. Um, <laughs> it's hard to kind of talk and, and read the questions too. But uh, if, if 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 anyone's asking a question and I didn't answer it, just copy and paste to ask it again. You know, I, I'll try to get to it. And I, sometimes the stream moves so fast that I can't. Uh, can't keep up with it but um shout out to again everyone uh listening live and i don't want to marginalize and only shout out to the people listening on the podcasting apps as well you guys rock um karen says love and light from south south africa uh vanna says uh perception is reality and duality in all things yeah what, what i said in i said in, i think it was in um I don't know what song it was, but I said perfection is perception. One will become what they perceive. Perfection is perception. One will become what they perceive. Praying for open heaven, seeing visions of the Elohim. I think that was in Karmatica. No, no, no. That was in our esoteric agenda. Yeah, perception, man. And perception is beautiful, though. Like even the, intric- the in- intricacy of that. Of we're all looking at the same thing, but but we're standing in, in at different angles, so we all see a different piece of it separately, and it's different, and it's revealed to us differently uh, from that path that path and where we're standing. Like God, for the for the most part, like if you look at God as the all, and everyone's approaching it from a, a different perspective and seeing a different light and a different essence of His glory or, or what He is or His or his rage, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just so many. I think that all possibilities exist, and all of them are valid. But I and I do find the beauty in what you focus on. The beauty of what you focus on, because you get to choose. The Bible says, "Choose this day 
who you will serve. The life and death is in the tongue. You get to choose. And and, and we, it's manifestation. I know there's areas and everyone's different. And I, so I respect where you are no matter what, no matter where you are, whether you agree or you believe or we, you're here. And I respect that too, you know, and just seeing the beauty and how eclectic our beliefs are. And again, I, I'm just going deeper and deeper on this whole what, what is Christ thing. It's like the beauty of Christ manifested in a group of people is not manifested because we have all things in common like the early church. But I think the, the beauty is manifested that they had differences and still came together and were still able to work through their, their beliefs and their isms and schisms. And they were still able to come together. That's where the beauty is. At least my perception of that beauty. All of it's beautiful. There is beauty when you all have all things in common. There's there's beauty when you ain't got nothing in common except love. And you choose to to walk in that. And you don't even bring up your, your differences because love is the greatest. You know, I don't believe in aliens, but I believe in love. I don't believe in mysticism. I don't believe in religion. I don't believe in spirituality, but I believe in love. And if we can speak that language, man, that's, that's the universal language. Love at the end of the day. At the end of the day. Man, um, what else? I, I want to talk about this for a moment. However important this is, I'm just excited. I got this in for anybody who cares. If you're watching on the, uh, if you're watching on the um, uh, video, somebody tell me what this is in the chat. I'm gonna see if anybody knows. But I did get this in, and I'll tell you guys listening. I'm holding up something in front of me, and I got it in, and I'm pretty excited about it. It's really cool. It's like a relic. It took a long time to come in. Is that? I'm opening up this for people. There's a video. I don't know if y'all can hear that. Pretty cool. Well, if you don't know what it is, it's the... uh, New Tool CD, the collector's uh, edition, and it's got a TV built into the CD case, which is very cool. Bunch of beautiful artwork. I got that in. That's really cool. Wanted to show that off. Thought it was dope. Going to see them again, uh, I think in February. There was a meme. Uh, I saw a meme online, and I shared it out. It said, uh, I'm a there's this whole meme about I'm going to tell my kids this is this. I'm going to tell my kids this was whoever. And there was one, a tool meme that said, I'm going to tell my kids this is church. And it was a tool concert. I was like, pretty much about right. Um, also, want to let you guys know that we are doing the men's retreat in April. We have that scheduled as well. Selling tickets for that. If anybody would like to come and take a trip into the forest and get in touch with nature get in touch with god with us we're doing a men's retreat um, my wife is hosting a woman's retreat as well she still has uh seats open for her uh, january date which i believe is uh january the um 
18th, I believe it is, but you can go uh, to, you can just contact one of us online and we'll send you the link. I, I keep forgetting the website. We've got our whole website up and all that kind of stuff, but I keep forgetting it. But if you want to go to a retreat, women's retreat, men's retreat, whatever it is, hit me up. We'll send you uh, the information on that. we got a bunch of people coming from all over, so uh, it's going to be good. Let me see, jump into some of these questions here for a few minutes. Everybody's guessing what that is. <laughs> Illuminous says, I need that. Oh, yeah. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Every good song by Tool was made by Donald Marshall, including Judith. Hmm. I don't know about that. Kind of blowing my mind with that, sir. I don't know what that is. A writer? Don't know. Um, let's see. I'm going to tell my kid that's an eight track. <laughs> you don't know how idea how big of a whistleblower he is. Interesting. Christy says January 25th or 18th. I, maybe I'm off. I don't know. Maybe it's the 25th, Christy. I have to see. Uh, so, so Padawan, I know you, and I've seen this question. You've asked this several times. Have you ever heard of the psychic John Edward? Yeah, I know you've asked that for a couple of days. Too. I'm sorry, I'm just now getting to it. Um, wow, now that's crazy. This whole Donald Marshall thing. Um, full-time geek says Donald Marshall was an Illuminati slave, and he was forced to make songs at the cloning centers. And... Uh, and you say every good song by Tool was made by him. That's strange. Strange. It goes deep, right? It goes deep. Okay, so I'm being corrected here. The chat comments, they always correct stuff. I'm being corrected. The uh, the, the women's retreat is the uh, 25th of January, for those of you who are trying to go. Christy Folks is, already has her ticket, and she corrected me in the chat. Um. That's weird. So full-time geek also says that he is dirt poor, even though he has made more songs than anyone in history. He has been used for his skills and ideas. So I'm assuming um, if he wrote those songs, he would be in the credits, right? He would be in the song song uh, credits. I don't see anything online when I type in his name and, and tool. Very interesting. Javier says, I hope to be buying my tickets soon to the retreat in April, brother. That's what's up, man. Look forward to finally meeting you. I wish I would have met you last time. Um, I want to tell you a story. Say yes or no if I can tell your story, but I want to tell it. So just say yes or no in the chat um, for the the, uh, concert that you wanted to make. Chris Garner says, I don't buy his story. I mean, so here's the thing, like, and let me ask you guys, I mean, opening up the phone lines, there's a, there's, it's fun. It's a lot of work on the back end of like tying phone lines together and opening switchboards and connecting it. So it's, there's a lot more work in it, but I'm able to hear from you guys more. I'm able to hear other, per, uh, you know, uh, perceptions. It, this podcast is also a form of learning when I have guests on and I just pick their brain. So it's a form of study and stuff. So when you guys are bringing all this stuff to the table, like 
I don't read or look into a lot of new stuff. And I've admitted that, like, I'm just trying to articulate a lot of this old stuff that I've been studying for years. But when you guys come up with some of this stuff, it's really cool because these names and these people, I don't, I don't know who they are. Donald Marshall. I mean, this, uh, Angelian, you know, term and all of this stuff that Richie brought, I wrote this stuff down, Jerry Marzinski, like I'm going to look these people up because it sounds very interesting. So the whole aspect to learning and making this more of a community forum and people calling in with questions and stuff like that, I think we're going to keep it up. I think I'm going to keep doing it. And I usually have a guest here with us, but um, I think I'm going to keep it up. Um, Okay, so Chris Garner says I can find him by adding cloning to his name. So let me do that. What about with Tool, though? See, that's this whole thing, like, because I kind of got to – I try to work through some of these people. You guys know I don't, like, just have anybody on. Like, I really, like, I want to make sure they're legit. There's people who I turn down who want to come on the podcast every day. I try to work through them. Like, my buddy was like – sending me all these time travelers <laughs> these time travelers he wanted me to have on the podcast he's like he i mean i think a, the biggest part of us that makes us want to look into this stuff is the fact that we want it to be true like deep inside we want this guy to really be a time traveler maybe deep inside you want donald marshall to be a to be a clone uh, and writing songs for Tool. I don't know. Like deep inside, part of us wants this stuff. And so we start researching it and watching videos and studying it until we find um, enough information that helps us come to an understanding on it. And it becomes real to us. And uh, But I get some of this stuff. And for, for me, some of it's way far out. And I'm not into it. I'm not into the Star Travelers. <laughs> <laughs> the star jumpers, you know what I'm saying? I'm not into the time travelers. Um, but a lot of you guys are. And and the conspiracy stuff is big. I'm just haven't been into it a lot. I find that like a lot of the conspiracies that you follow, most of them are false. Now there's a lot of them that's true. Don't get me wrong. You gotta sound like a crazy person and rooting and ranting for, for the longest time but a lot of stuff does come out to be true so for me like the um the star travelers or the, the time travelers and stuff it's like there's holes in their stories there you know but he's like if you have them on you'll you'll get a lot of views i was like man i don't want those views i don't want those views uh, full-time geeks at the edge of wonder are good dudes. Yeah. Let's see. Javier says, either I don't remember the convo, it wasn't me. Oh, wow. Okay. I thought it was you, bro. Maybe it was somebody else. Well, there was a guy. I thought it was you. Maybe you just say yes or no. Maybe it wasn't. Anyway, connecting with, with me in these events and stuff. So, um, for my album release last year, I think it's been last year. It's a long time ago. Wild Time Slime. Um, I put out um, my album Seer. I can't remember. Yeah, it was last year for sure. 
I put out the album Seer, and I did a album release party that was at a, a house. So we did a house party uh, concert, but we opened it up for everybody and uh, was promoting it on the podcast. And it was a, my first album in, in three years. So worked really hard on it and wanted to do a nice um, event. So we put this house party on and um, sold tickets online. And I was blown away because people traveled from everywhere, like the average like pe- the average was like eight hour an eight, eight hour drive for people to be here, and it was people who had been listening to the podcast for a couple of years now, and tuned in in, in Patreon, and uh, dealing with our uh, Thursday night School of the Mystics, and these people just drove from all over. Like we, I'm in Alabama, we had people driving from Houston, Dallas, we had people driving from Tennessee, Orlando, North Carolina, like all these people just coming in, and like it blew me away. But I thought it was you, maybe it's a different guy. And maybe it's a different Javier, but there was one guy who got the dates mixed up and he drove, I think it was from Dallas or Houston, um, Houston, I think it was like 12 hours. He, he did a 12 hour drive on the wrong day. It was the day after. And he went to the, house, the, the address to the venue and he pulled up and nobody was there. And he got up and he, nobody came to the door and uh, he drove 12 hours to the concert and came on the wrong day. And he said he, it was him and his wife. He said that his wife was upset and uh, he was like, man, I kind of messed, fudged this one up, kind of blew it. So he said he, he went and got a hotel and just got a, went and got a bottle and just sat in the parking lot drinking and uh, made the best of it. And you had a little retreat with him and his wife. But he said he learned a lot about, planning and writing stuff down and making sure that, like plans are legit and things like that. I thought it was you, maybe it was somebody else, but um, I thought that was interesting because if the person would have contacted me through Facebook or Patreon or wherever, like I'm pretty sure I would have responded and we were have like everybody who was in town, we were at a huge bonfire at my house and he still could have got up, but he was at the, um, at the hotel sulking, cooling with the wife. It was meant to be, but hey, we're doing another one. We got these retreats lined up. I'm about ready for another concert. I haven't, I haven't done any concerts lately. I'm about ready to do something. Um, want to plan it right. We, we could do the house parties. It's kind of like the easy way for us to do it because we don't have to pay for a venue and we can use our own sound systems and equipment and things like that. Our own light show, like me and a couple other brothers, Justin, um, we could put our own thing together and, um, and it'd be cool. And, and, and the cool things about house parties or smaller, smaller um, venues is that you don't have to have a lot of people <laughs> to pack it out. There was an old blues song, rhythm and blues song. It says the smaller the club, the bigger the party. Cause you got the, cause we used to rent venues all the time. And if you rent a big, everybody wanted to play at the big venue with the big stage and the lights and all the huge stadium seating and everybody wanted to play there, but you got to pack it out. Like you got, you got to really, really pack that out. And if you, if you don't, then um, it's going to look like nobody's there. Even if you have a lot of people at a stadium, they're spread out. We would book these big venues and stuff. But the, be- the best ones were these little coffee shops or house shows, which, man, we've had so many house shows back. And we used to do house shows here and just people shoulder to shoulder in the entire house. It was awesome. We'd get there and we'd, I was in a metal band. We'd play and then um, I would rap and stuff too. And it'd be just hundreds of kids, man. And um, getting it back to the smaller 
house shows, man, just to set up and do it. And um, they're fun. So I may set something like that up. If you're interested in, 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 uh, in housing one of these, right? You want to get me out or get some of the guys out, we'll come out and do a house show. You can get a crowd there, man. We'll make it happen, whatever. We're just brainstorming. We're doing it together. Uh, hit me up. Let me know if you would like to come see uh, me in concert and do some more music. I haven't been focusing on a lot of music lately. I've had, I'm working on some courses. I've been working on the book, you know, all this kind of stuff. So trying to get the podcast down and, and getting, getting it out there to more people and stuff like that. So that uh, consumes a lot of time. So I haven't really been working on a lot of music, but I'm getting the bug, I'm getting the music bug again, and I'm, I'm wanting to do another show. So it is what it is. Javier says, um, okay. Javier says, uh, he says, no, that wasn't him in the story, but it sounds like something that he would do. <laughs> he said, this is Javier from Georgia for sure. Go dogs. Heck yeah. A uh, hundred days at a time says I've done a few retreats and they're really transformational. That's what's up. I'm down for the bonfire for sure though. Um, home sauce trying to do a track with you or, hook you up with my dude doobie and do a song with him for sure richie says yeah i'm down for the music working on a venue out here for potential health for sure man yeah let me know and uh we'll make it happen i haven't done you know uh, most people know me from from the music i gotta make sure i continue to work on it and continue to to focus on it right i'm just i know i have a huge back catalog of of music and videos that were like I go back and listen to them now and I'm just taken back and I'm just still trying to find ways to, to get that stuff out there to people. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to find ways to, to get the music out to, to uh, people who haven't heard it yet. Cause there's so much out there in like a back catalog of stuff that uh, kind of need help getting it out there. So, um, and then music is changing so much as well. Like the way people consume music, YouTube algorithms will work on a, a video and spend hundreds of dollars on it. And then seven, you know, 700 people will see it versus like my other videos that would get like, you know, 20,000 streams in a month on YouTube and stuff. Like, I don't know. It's just not a lot of it. You can't even search. Like you search the song and video by name and it will not come up. I have to go through my library and scroll and find it. If I want to share it, Google won't pull it up. I don't know if they downrank it. I know I, I did some tag stuffing back in the day. I was able to get a lot of organic traffic that way, but I know Google frowns on that now. Like I would put David Icke, Mysticism, Manly P. Hall, Jordan Maxwell, like all of that would be in the description. It would say like for fans of or people, you know, and I would get organic traffic that way. But I think I know that they frown on that. So may, maybe there were updates and that doesn't work anymore. I don't know. I don't know. So trying to figure out ways like you got to spend money just to get eyes on your stuff and buy ad revenue and I mean, buy ad promotions and organic traffic that you already have through social media. You still have to pay for people to see it or they won't see it. So I have to like spend money, make the video and then have a budget to promote it, to get it out to not to new people. I can understand getting your stuff out to new people and paying for that. But you actually have to pay for your, already listeners and fans to hear it now that's just crazy so i guess that's where um email list comes in at this point i could still send it out um uh, illuminous says your music is my meditation when i'm dealing with the public online for sure for sure 100 day says instagram 
I, I do Instagram. It's just, it just doesn't really pop for me. I don't know. I'm too old. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I can't do stories, man. I've tried to do stories, and it just doesn't work. The Instagram stories, the Facebook stories, and I know they say, like, that gets more traction than a, an actual post, and I don't even do it. Um, Javier says, and there's a song for everybody, man. That's what I love about your artistic diversity, for sure. Definitely, I mean, if I've done 200, 200 songs at this point, it should be a song for everybody. And it it it, it it uh it lends to the diversity of a, my spiritual progress as well um just you know from being a christian artist talking about shooting demons with guns and the devil wants to fight me and like literally like in 2006 i put out an album and that was the content matter the devil don't want none of this what's happening like it was gangster christian rap and uh to now where it's transformed into going through some rap rock metal stuff that I did, which was different for the time and into more aggressive um, political stuff. And then going into more of the spiritual enlightenment aggressive, but then being more laid back and meditative type hip hop music as well that I've been working on. So there's definitely something for everybody. So let's see. I found for, so a hundred days says, uh, I found cool stuff on Instagram and I'm old. <laughs> um, try Give it a try for a week. Like I'm on it. I just, maybe I should just do a week of stories and see if there's any engagement. I don't know. Okay. And uh, Chris Garner says, so y'all go to trueseeker.com and get you an album. That way you all got the time. You got it all the time for sure. And uh, I need to archive my videos better. Cause like I said, I put a lot of work in them videos, man. Some crazy stuff. And that's why, uh, again, just getting back to that's why a lot of people listen to the podcast. That's why a lot of people are subscribed to the channel. It's because of the music. So, but I want to make sure like, you know, the, like you've seen the freaking catalog. And I think most have, I guess, I don't know if you're here, um, but there's a freaking back catalog from like 2012, man. Uh, Illumina says, I love that OG Christian rap. I need more of that. LOL. No, 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 you don't. It's hilarious. It's, it's hilarious. Thanks to Christian rap that cracked me up. It does. It's funny. <laughs> I laugh at it. And it was good for its time, though, man. I mean, 2006. I mean, I was working on it 2003 and four. you know, those. And then, you know, it is funny, though, when you think about it at this point. But then it was relevant to a lot of the, like, who I was and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, hey, it's out there, too. It's called it's an album called Fight Music. True Seeker Fight Music. Go listen to it. It's all on Spotify. I don't think it's on it's it should be everywhere. I'm having problems with iTunes pulled one of my albums. I don't know why. They didn't even tell me. Uh I'll go through my aggregator, which is C D baby, told them that, hey, uh my album's not on iTunes anymore. You're the ones who's supposed to upload it. Like, what's the deal? And they won't even tell me. I won't even respond. And they they get a cut off of every album sold and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, man, it's getting tricky doing it by yourself. I guess I need a manager and a publicist, right? Hit me up, publicist, managers. I'm talking to a few. I am. Be cool. They're going to try to help get the book out to some bigger places. And when you guys are going to see me on on, uh, Joe Rogan is what uh, some people want me to be on. But I'm going to be on Coast to Coast. Mark my words. I'm going to be on Coast to Coast AM talking about this book and the contents thereof. It's a good book, man. 
it, it is available on uh, on Kindle now. If you go to the uh, the Amazon, it's available there on Kindle. So all of you who and, and it's so funny, people are just waiting on their version to come out. They were like, I don't want to, I don't want the soft, soft cover. I want the Kindle. And then other people want the audio book. So now I got to make the audio book. But a friend of mine told me who just, who did an audio book. He said, don't, he said, I'm never doing an audio book again. So because it's hard work. Javier says, Seer was the first album I heard and it was fire. But then colors came out. I was like, yo, these are the, all bangers. For sure, but I mean, most people will probably say my best work was 333. So hopefully, you kind of went backward and two and checked out some of the older stuff. Spiritual alchemy, awaken the fire, all of that stuff. Again, Padawan says I like the purple one you use on the cover and in your room there. Yeah, for sure. Um, spiritual alchemy was that that purple color. I had a friend. I'm not gonna say his name. Um, oh my God, I'm reading these comments here. <laughs> um, I had a friend who like looked at my color scheme and all of this stuff. And he, and he said, I stole it from him. He doesn't even have a podcast. He said, he said, if he did a podcast, it would be this color. And if he did a video stream, it would be this color And that everything that I'm doing that I took the idea from him. That's crazy. Purple. For some reason, purple and blues have been like, the color I, and it's probably one of the because of one of the first websites that i saw it was like a wayne dyer web website that had like purple and blue stars and stuff like that um and i've always just kind of went with those colors and they all just kind of stand out to me um for me to they represent that i don't know purple and blue have just been those colors and in green with the green light beams wow um Santiago says, just tuning in. That book reminds me of Manly P. Hall book, Secret Teachings. Definitely a, a, a smaller version, right? Definitely. I'm definitely, you know, I'm a huge Manly P. Hall fan. I'm thinking about, like, I, I've, I've been thinking about this, but to do another podcast or just have content or just a live stream, whatever, but just kind of reading through some of Manly P. Hall stuff and breaking it down, um, just because a lot of that stuff is lost to this generation. You know, a lot of people don't even read anymore. Trying to get some of that info out, but I think that a lot of it's, a lot of that info has come out through my, my music and through sampling, using his lectures and in, in my music and stuff as well. Um, uh, Luminous says, my boys in Cali ask me a lot of questions about you. Your music is waking up some of these guys. It's so funny. Some Somebody told me yesterday, they hit me up and, said that they uh they heard my music on a playlist in the gym. Somebody was listening to it in the gym on a on a playlist, working out to it. And they heard it and said, Hey who's that? And I became a fan. Home sauce says spiritual alchemy is my personal favorite. Yeah. And you know what part of creating and and I've been open with this, but part of creating is like I don't think I can top my last album. Like I never can th- I never think that I can top it. Meter beat is the name of the game, but it's hard. Like if you set the bar so high, like I can't just like snap of the fingers, put that stuff out. You know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of energy. There's a lot of alchemy. There's a lot of studying. Like there's a lot of listening for sample. There's so much stuff that goes into that. It's a, it's a fear of mine that I can't do it. But when I try, I think I do. 
like I, I have that fear, that notion that I, there's no way I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna outperform this. But it's like if I can meet it, I'm good. If I can hit that quality, maybe do a continuation almost. Um, so that's always the fear. But when I try, I do though. Like there's some some newer stuff that I've put out recently with Loke Saint. Like some of that stuff um, was dope on the, on the ESP EP, which was only a couple new songs on there. But um, but I think that I've kind of been able to meet or beat it right some people will say even beat it like this i've got so many comments on some of the new stuff saying hey this is your best your best work yet and it's stuff that just came out but make sure you hit the back catalog for sure not just the music but the videos too like there are a bunch you may just have to scroll through my channel and there's like a lot of videos but the early stuff man it was passionate there was a lot a lot of stuff going on in the heavenlies during those albums. Um, reading the chat here before I end the episode. All creators feel that way is what 100 Days says. Uh, they all feel that way. Oh, I can't do better. I don't have it in me. It's going to suck. Nobody's going to take it. All creators feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Um, I think they do. I think it's a good, I think it's good though. It's healthy. It makes sure that that you're gonna meet or beat, right? You're not gonna. I never want to put out something that's lesser quality than what I've already done. That's a step backward. Um, Nautilus Hope um, says ODD TV has woke music. Just saying, for sure. I, I did an interview with ODD. Well, he was on my podcast. Tell him to interview me. I want to go on his channel. Yeah, he's cool, man. Definitely with the conspiracy woke stuff. Uh, love what he's doing. His videos are awesome, for sure. Um, okay, so Santiago says, D, some traveling live podcast would be dope, man. Yeah, I, dude, I need to relocate. You, you're my go-to guy, man. You set it up, bro. I need to relocate or get y'all to come to Alabama or something. But because uh, the live podcast was fun when I did that with you. A lot of people want to come here and do it, and I just don't I'd rather them not be here. Like they want to be in studio with me, sitting beside me. It's very awkward to do a live podcast sitting beside and recording. I just don't like it. And um, my friends locally, like, let me come to the studio and do one. No, just do it at your house and just pull your phone out and let's do do a legit one over the phone. Just, I just, it's awkward. It's fun. I just feel it just feels weird. I don't know. Maybe on camera because we're looking sideways. <laughs> I don't know. I've done a couple, you know, of those podcasts in the back too, back in the day. Um, well, Christy says new Loke Saint songs. No, the ones we, yeah, the ones we did off of Messengers, which were on. Well, there were some new ones too. I mean, Voices, which that's a that's a dope song. Voices um, was on ESP. Santiago, come to the Christmas party. Yeah, bro. Y'all come. Everyone's coming. Padawan, I've been trying to spread True Seeker in San Jose amongst my friends. They aren't taking the bait, though. That's what's up. It's one of those things where um, it's one of those things where it kind of finds people when they need it. Like, you can't force somebody to like it. Like, I mean, I was like that with LCOB. I was trying to make all my friends listen to Lost Children of Babylon. They They weren't buying it. They were into the gangster Christian rap. They weren't into the metaphysical stuff. They weren't into the, the but I loved it. I made them listen to it. Um, 
Oprah didn't die for your sins, Awaken the Fire, for sure. I, I don't know if I still have that shirt. I think I gave it away in a giveaway a couple years ago. Uh, yeah, Santiago, so I guess everybody. We're having a Christmas party. We have one every year. They get bigger and bigger every year. We do Dirty Santa and have fun and have a couple drinks and, and uh, kick it. And we, it was slam-packed last year. It was crazy. But, yeah, the info's on, on, on my page. There's an event. I'll share it out again. But yeah, I got a lot, a lot of people traveling. I know Christy's coming. Uh, she's traveling. Uh, who else is coming? Um, Fluman's coming. Allie's coming. Chris is coming. Nicole's coming. Everyone's coming. Everyone is too aggressive. Uh, Santiago, get with True Seek about the party, for sure. LCLB Americas, for sure. All right, y'all, I'm done. I'm reading comments. I'll stay here all day reading your comments. Uh, thank you guys for the support. Thank you guys for hanging out. Um, Phone lines were fun. Everyone calling in was, was a lot of fun, you know, and I love hearing from you guys and hearing your stories and um, seeing what you guys have to add to the conversation. It's one thing to do it in chat, but it's another thing to kind of hear your voice and the inflection of your voice and those kind of things as well. I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm part of me scared because I need a call screener because you get the screamers who call, they call in and just start screaming or they call in and just start cursing because we're streaming on so many platforms right now and we're streaming on Twitch and that's where the trolls live on Twitch. Um, and sometimes YouTube, but, um, yeah, I'm scared that they're going to call in and start cursing. They do it. And I have to deal with the karma because I used to do it, you know, at least make it a good prank call. Don't call in and start cursing. Just call in and, and like make up a store. do something, man. Just don't be cursing like that. It's not cool, man. I'll give out your phone number on the air and get all, all the trolls to call you. So with that, I'm going to say peace and shalom. One last look, just one last glimpse at the chat here. Everyone says peace out. Have a good one. True Seeker, great chat. Research Donald Marshall. Much love. Okay, i got a bunch of stuff to uh, to research now. And um, and I'll say thank you for that, guys, giving me this new information because I, I don't watch a lot of stuff anymore look up random people so thank you guys for that um yeah with that i'm gonna say peace and shalom man uh anybody wants to come on as a guest if you got a book or music whatever it is that you want to promote you want to advertise on the show there are advertising uh opportunities available we're trying to take this thing to the next level uh really needing funding because my um my fees just just tripled no quadrupled my fees just my hosting fees just quadrupled. It's scary, but all things are possible for them that believe, and we're meant called to do great things. So if you want to support, want to give a donation, whatever it is, you can go to truthseeker.com. You can partner with me there through Patreon. You get access to a lot of cool stuff. My entire discography, um, Thursday Night School of the Mystics, meditations, bunch of cool stuff. If you just want to donate, it's there. Thank you guys for all the support, all the donations that a lot of people have kind of went out of the way, especially. Um, during the holiday seasons, right? When it's hard for anyone to give and people are like, hey, we believe in what you're doing. We want to fund it. We want to help you take it to the next level. Thank you guys, man. All of it helps. Even if it's a little bit, whatever level you're doing, man, it really does help. Thank you guys. You, you being here, you sharing it out. I'm getting alerts that people are sharing. All of that stuff really does matter, man. With each one, reach one, together we'll change the world. With that, I'm going to say peace and shalom. And uh, we'll do this again very soon. Love you guys. Peace, peace.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.